Good evening and welcome to First Baptist Church, Bowling Green, Kentucky for this special edition of Wednesday Night Worship. As we have journeyed through Hebrews chapter 11, the great hall of faith, and as we have looked at faith stories over the course of this entire year, tonight we bring our journey through faith stories to an end with a special interview with Christina Dawson. Christina serves as our coordinator of member and guest connections here at First Baptist Church and has been a part of our church for a long time. Uh, she has led us in worship both in in-person settings and right here on Wednesday night worship many times. And so Christina, thank you so much for being with us and for being willing to share your story with us. And as we begin, let's pray together. Father, we love you and we thank you so much for the opportunity to not only hear, but to be inspired by a faith story of someone right here in our community. And we're thankful for Christina and the ways in which you work in her and through her to bless others. And so Lord, today, as we listen to her story, we pray that you would be honored and we would be encouraged that you, our God, have come near and you work in wonderful ways in all of our lives. So we ask your blessing on our time today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Christina, as we do in all of these interviews, we just like to start by asking you to tell us your story of faith in Jesus Christ. How did the Lord get a hold of you, and um, what has your journey of faith looked like? Yeah. Well, I got to say, He got a hold of me very early. Um, I am so grateful that I was born into a family who knew the Lord. Mm -hmm. and who loved Jesus. Even as a really little girl, my earliest memories are of church, of my mother um, teaching the Word of God. And I was absorbing all of these things, even from such a small age. I can remember um, taking all of my little stuffed animals and dolls and Barbies, I would bring them all from the playroom into our foyer and I would sit them on the stairs because in my mind, that was like stadium seating, like yeah. church pews. Yeah. And I would carry my little Fisher Price uh, tape recorder that it. had an attached microphone and I would do an entire church service. <laughs> I That's would awesome. lead worship and I would preach. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so that is so remarkable, like that memory, because that's really how life started for yeah. me. And I remember going down to my mom's office when I was only four years old. It's such a vivid memory and telling her that I wanted to ask Jesus into my heart. Wow. And us getting on our knees and saying the prayer. Um, some of us call it the sinner's prayer. That moment, you know, where we ask Jesus to come into our heart. And so I definitely had the foundation. I definitely had the Holy Spirit living in me from that moment. And so that would be what would carry me really until this day. Uh, I'm 36 years old. I'd love to tell you that my life has always been perfect, right? Right. So if I asked Jesus into my heart when I was four, then that means that nothing would ever go wrong and I would always be happy. Right? So they might say, but that's not the way it works, right? No, it's not. 
And so the reality is we live in a broken, sin-fallen world. And so my story was not one of perfection. And I found myself as a teenager being very polluted by the world. And it wasn't that my parents didn't instill in me the truth of God's word. They were taking me to church. They were doing all of the right things. But I can remember even as a small girl standing in church and singing songs specifically like, I surrender all. And I remember standing there and singing it and looking around me at all the people and thinking, does everybody really mean this? Mm. Even as a young child, I came out of the womb so headstrong. Can you believe it? No. You're my boss. I, no. right? And I wanted to do things my way. Sure. And that, that carried on in my life. And this idea, even as a child, of surrendering fully to the Lord in every aspect of my life seemed impossible. Mm -hmm. I didn't see other people doing that. I mean, if you really think about it, how many people can you think about that are just fully surrendered to the Lord in every area of their life? It's the hardest thing in the world to do. And so I found out the hard way when I sought what the world had to offer. Mm. Uh, I so resonate with the story of the prodigal son because I wanted to see what the world had. And I wanted to see what I could make of myself in this world. We live in a culture where women especially are really um, not just encouraged, but we feel like it's mandatory um, for us to really make something of ourselves. Even if you are a stay-at-home mom, there's always a way, right, that you can start your own business. And while the idea of that is beautiful, And we are so fortunate to live in a culture where we can have those dreams and we have those abilities. At the same time, it really pressures us as women and pushes us to be so strong and and so um, eager to prove ourselves. Hmm. And I found myself in that place. Really? Yes. And I was not um, seeking to be humble. Yeah, our culture very clearly does not prize humility. And particularly with the advent of social media, it's just so clear. Make something of yourself. Make something of yourself. Achieve and prove yourself to others so that when they look at your feed, your Instagram, your social media, whatever it may be, um, you've made it in their eyes. And that is a great degree of pressure. And it's interesting that you share from a female perspective that that pressure is unique in, in so many ways that I don't understand, I can't understand as a man. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So, so you journeyed through what I think is very common, if we're honest. Um, and, and, and what I mean by that is You came to Christ at an early age because you had parents who loved you and exposed you to the teachings of Jesus and showed you the lifestyle of Jesus. Um, And yet, as you trusted and followed Jesus throughout the course of your life, you dealt with struggles. 
and you found out that you weren't perfect and the world definitely wasn't perfect. And so tell us how the Lord kind of brought you back. Oh, yes. So this is like my favorite thing to talk about. So I did it, Pastor Jeff. I did it. I accomplished the American dream. Yeah. I started my own business mm -hmm. and I achieved some pretty big things in the eyes of the world. You know, I was generating a significant amount of revenue. I even had my own staff, right? And I had a beautiful home and I had a nice car. I had all the things that the world promises you will make you happy. Did it work? No, <laughs> not at all. Isn't that something? Not at all. So the point of turning for me, the big moment was when I was reading my Bible mm -hmm. and I'm reading a story about a man that this passage specifically says Jesus loved him. And this man walks up to Jesus. This is not a parable, right? It's a real story. Mm -hmm. And this man walks up to Jesus and he says, what do I need to do to have eternal life? And Jesus looks at him and he loves him. And he says, go and sell everything that you have. Give to the poor and come and follow me. And that man walked away sad. Now, I don't know what happened to that man. We don't know. We don't know what he did. Um, but when I read that story, I was sitting in a very fancy, very expensive, very comfortable chair <laughs> in my living room, looking around at all the things that I had. And my heart broke because when I was honest with myself and with the Lord, I was not willing to give up all of that for him. But I got on my knees and I said, Lord, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I couldn't give you any of this stuff. I couldn't give up all of this that I worked so hard to amass for you. But somehow in that moment, I knew that the only reason why I couldn't is because I didn't know him. Wow. And if I really knew him, then I would be willing. And so I said, Lord, change me, change me. I trust you. I trust you to make this right. And you know, Pastor Jeff, it was only about a year and a half after that day that I walked away from that house and I walked away from every single thing in it to follow Jesus to the other side of the world. That's really remarkable that one, you know, we talk about every week how God's word um, is living and active and speaks to us in the deepest parts of who we are. And that story of the rich young ruler um, that, that the Lord pulled out of that story that, you know, of course the young man had made it. He was successful in terms of the world and yet, um, he was not successful in terms of what really mattered. 
one of the evidences of God's work in your life has been, Lord, what do you want me to do? I'll do it. If it's uncomfortable, I'll step out in faith. If it, the way is not clear, I'll step out in faith. One of the things that we've noticed as a staff as we've gotten to work alongside you um, is just a willingness to say, Lord, wherever you lead, I'll go. So at that point, you walked away from this life you had built and the Lord was leading you in a totally different way. So tell us about that aspect of your life and that moment of your journey. Oh, wow. So I... Um really thought that I knew what I was doing. <laughs> so did everybody else probably um, in February of 2020. But I got on a plane on February 23rd hmm. of 2020, only weeks before the whole world would change yeah. and shut down. And so um, I decided that what God was wanting to do with me was to use my skills and the things that I had learned as an entrepreneur to go to the other side of the world mm -hmm. and help an organization that was caring for orphans. Mm -hmm. I decided I was gonna go. I had been um, in communication with this remarkable young woman for about a year and a half. The Lord led me to her undoubtedly, and I had been praying for her mm -hmm. fervently for quite some time. And we thought that we were going to be working together to open a second hospital within her organization in Southeast Asia. Hmm. And so we visited there and we were making lots of plans, she and I, and um, we, if when you look at the timeline, it's truly unbelievable. We're in Asia, right? Mm -hmm. And we get on a plane, barely make it to Africa before uh, COVID really starts to, to take shape. Right. Now we're in the earliest parts of March and um, she got on a plane to come back to America in order to raise funds for us to be able to do what we had intended on doing and, yeah. and making a second location in Southeast Asia. And she barely gets on the plane literally before they close the borders, like oh, the day, wow. the day before. And so now here I am and I'm in Africa, <laughs> um, you know, trying to help run this hospital in her stead. And I, <laughs> I had no cultural training, so I'm not going from a ascending organization, right? I just went totally on my own, yeah. paid my own way, like literally just went to work, you know, for free mm -hmm. for this organization and for the Lord, truly. Sure. I did. Right. Luckily, I was doing it for him and not for anybody else, you know? Yeah. And so I go and um, I would have the most incredible and difficult and beautiful and perfectly imperfect experience of my life. It was like the Lord himself took me through a leadership boot camp because I had this experience that nothing, there is nothing that could ever compare to 
being completely out of your element, where you have no skills. Okay, I had no healthcare background, no medical knowledge. Um, we're talking about 60 plus orphans. I'd never even been a mother. Okay, so all these things that are required of me. And yet, here's the kicker. I was operating in the anointing of God's perfect will. I was exactly where he wanted me to be. And it was not because I made all the right decisions. It was because my heart had been changed. And it was pliable and it was malleable and it was soft and I was letting him do what he wanted to do in me. I will never be able to change the trajectory of my life outside of that good and perfect will of God because now that I have stepped into that and I'm still in it today working in this church, I find that we can do incredible things with his power and his strength working in spite of our weakness, right? Part of that weakness is being willing to humble ourselves and admit that we don't know how to do what we're doing, right? Yeah. But when we can have a heart like that, he can use us to do his work. Yeah. So God is leading you yet again to trust him and to step out in faith. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that aspect of your journey at this point? Absolutely. So um, I am getting ready to take my next step of faith. And interestingly enough, it's the hardest one yet. Hmm. What is in my heart to see is that leaders in, in the mission field, all over the world, leaders in the church, would have a place that they could go mm -hmm. uh, for two things. One, just to get away and be totally disconnected so that they can be fully um, immersed in the presence of God and that he can and speak to them and do the work that he wants to do in them. But even in addition to that, a place where people in ministry can go if they have a problem. Hmm. Because the thing is, if if someone in ministry has a problem, it could be bad enough, right? If, if the enemy has tempted them, if they've fallen into some kind of temptation, um, if there's sin, you know, intentional sin in their life, if they were to tell somebody, they could lose their job. Oh, sure. But what are we supposed to do with our sin? We're supposed to confess it, right, to one right. another. And so while I hope that everybody in ministry has those safe places and people that they can go to to confess their sin, because we sin too, I know, yeah. you're shocked, yeah. but we do. Um, if, if that person didn't have a place or if they just couldn't, that, that this would be a place that they could go. Yeah. You guys may not realize there really is an epidemic of people who are leaving ministry and leaving the mission field, particularly uh, post-COVID. Um, some of the statistics that have been released lately indicate that up to 40 plus percent of people involved in full-time ministry have seriously entertained the notion of leaving ministry altogether, like not leaving their ministry post, but leaving ministry altogether. And so caring for those who have been called to lead in um, 
the Christian faith in various capacities is so vitally important. So thank you for that. And uh, the Lord has gifted you in a lot of ways to be able to step out in faith and to do this exact thing that's going to be such a benefit to so many. Well, Christina, thank you for taking time to share with us your story and so many elements of the ways in which God has taught you, uh, has called you, has challenged you, and has equipped you and given you His peace, which is truly a gift of His Spirit, And uh, even as you step out into difficult places. So it may be that you um, are wondering what is your next step of trusting and following Jesus. And perhaps you've been stirred by hearing Christina's story today. We would invite you to contact us at connect at firstbaptistbg.org. We would love to help you discern the Lord's leadership and Lord, what do you want me to do next? And how do I step out in faith to trust you and to follow you? And we would love to help you take your next step of faith of trusting and following Jesus. Before we end our time together tonight, let's pray together and let's ask the Lord to lead us. Father, we love you. And we thank you so much for Christina and her story. We thank you for her family. We thank you that she had the Christian faith not only shared with her, but modeled for her very early on. And we thank you for that firm foundation that you gave her through her family and through her church. And we're thankful, Lord, that even when she, like all of us, strayed away, Lord, you called her home to you. And when she came, Lord, you embraced her, you loved her, and you continue to reveal to her the gifts and talents and abilities that you have put in her. And we recognize that all of us have been given something. You have given all of us gifts and talents and abilities and resources as we trust and follow Jesus. And Lord, we pray that you would, that you would speak to us as we step out in faith. Lead us where you want us to go. And Lord, before we bring our time together tonight to a close, once again, we join our hearts and our minds and even our voices to answer the question, Whose Father? Our, our Father, Father, who, who art, art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. And we would love for you to join us this Sunday at 11 a.m. as we lift high the name of Jesus. God bless you.